fact or myth. In the big game, the coin toss usually comes up heads. That is a myth. In fact, tails has come up more often in recent years. Football is full of myths. Like the pigskin isn't actually made of pigskin. Gambling is a share of myths too. Unfortunately, believing gambling myths can cost you a lot of money. So learn what's myth and what's fact at keepitfunohio.com. You'll also find helpful tips, interesting quizzes, and great games all to help ensure gambling is always fun. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Section 336, Next Generation Baltimore Sports Talk. I am your Indian Center host. As always, I'm joined by the button lover, Josh Roca. Josh, pretty boring weekend for you, huh? Uh, my weekend was much better than the Orioles. I mentioned last week that I'd be getting married on Saturday, so we did that. Perfect weather, great location, everything all good. And uh, and now you have, have to tell her that, right now. And now you have to tell her that you spend every Monday night doing a podcast. So <laughs> it's not like I could hide this. This takes way <laughs> too much time out of my, uh, my week. Um, but it is, uh, it does mean that Birdland tonight will probably be coming back as soon as tomorrow because it's a little easier to sneak downstairs for 20 minutes and do, do a little talking. Yeah. It's Kelly. Is she also, uh, is your new wife also a listener of the podcast? Uh, she's been listening to the podcast. Yeah. She listens like every episode since, uh, I don't know. Months. Oh my gosh. I, I still don't think Emily's ever heard a podcast, heard a single episode of this podcast. So, so good on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was surprised that and yeah, she can pass some trivia. She knows. Okay. She well that pass. that prevents you from saying like I can talk about my personal life a lot more openly probably than than you can because of that. So props to me. It's never stopped me in the past. <laughs> it won't stop me again. Uh but yeah, uh a rough weekend for the Orioles. A rough you know, we talked last week. I saw Josh. You you called the episode um, like June, June optimism or something. June perspective. June confidence. Yeah, June confidence. Yeah, because we were feeling really good going into June. I mean, yeah. come on. We had the the Mariners, the Guardians. I mean, the Guardians don't even found, sound like a real team name. Yeah, and for all that optimism, this week it's called June pessimism. I I'm sick of this team. I'm sick of Michael Elias. I'm sick of this organization because I right, Buster. the key, Josh, for my confidence, I talked about it here before, was, you know, um, playing well and plus, the plus the future. Yeah. And part of my calculation for June going well had to do with a certain starting pitcher 
who would immediately become literally our best pitcher on the team the moment he got here. And the start before he was supposed to get here, he got hurt and he's not going to yeah. be here anymore. Not for June, not for July, not for August. Right. They're saying September he'll be able to pitch again, which means he's probably not going to be in the main day roster next year still. Yeah. The, but it sucks. It sucks as far on, as 2022 on Orioles. Yeah, it sucks on so many levels. It sucks for him. It sucks. It also, I was thinking about this. People love to hate on, I mean, Buster only included. We can get to his quotes. Yeah. But they love to hate on Mike Elias and the service time manipulation like and they did with, with uh, Adley Rutschman. Though I would I, argue I, that Adley would have started if he didn't get hurt. Now right. they're going to say the same with Grayson. Well, they're just doing service manipulation, but it's not true. Yeah. Like they were going to bring him up. And well, they, they don't, they don't hate on Mike Elias. They go straight to ownership as if Peter Angelos is pulling the strings still. Right. Cheap ownership. Yeah. Like I see so much stuff on my Twitter feed. Well, the uh, Grayson's hurt. Well, the true other problem is the Orioles will never win until they get a new owner. It's like, no, the story is Grayson's hurt. It doesn't matter who the owner was. Yeah. Grayson got hurt. But there is also some aspect, Josh, to, and this is why I sometimes try to rear people back when I see their 2025 lineup. Like, things don't always work out the way you plan. Right. If you're as old as we are, Josh, we've seen enough prospects either get hurt or not work out. Like, like being How about a an entire cavalry? Yeah, is not a guarantee of success. Um, right. Like, stuff happens all the time. And thankfully, with Grayson, it just seems to be a lat, which, you know, someone has to tell me where your lat is. Um, so back, back. Right? yeah i, I felt like back. when i'm doing the peloton workout this guy's always like squeeze your delts i'm like i have no idea where my delt is so how can i squeeze it that's how i feel about the lat but anyway i guess in your back so it's not an arm or shoulder thing right but it is a grade two kind of muscle strain so yeah it's a slow recovery process it's a it's a your life is fine but no baseball activities right and if you do it too soon you could kind of re-aggravate it right to, so it becomes a really kind of tricky thing which you know Mike Elias is going to err on the side, side of caution, which, you know, right. once again becomes just like they, they did with Adley, becomes a little bit frustrating to wait as a fan. Yeah. But, I mean, but it does bring out, I mean, and it's part of what was making 2022 fun is we know that next year is the key. Next year is when we're really supposed to, like, be over 500 and everything. We're supposed to win games, make a push, get into the playoffs. That's all next year. Um, but this year was was fun, and it it seemed like this week could be the first blow against the funness of this year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, our top prospect, Adley Rutschman, he stinks. Our top pitching, no, we're not prospect, going down that road. We're not going down that road. <laughs> our top pitching Leave prospect uh, gets hurt that for the rest of the season, probably. Um, yeah, not and 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 in the easy part of the schedule, two teams with losing records, we lose both those series. And what were very winnable series. So, yeah, uh, it all just stinks. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it stinks. It's no fun. It's reasons that we had to go to the watch the team this this uh, this month. I mean, they're still... Yeah, I was planning my schedule for a Tuesday, you know, ticket. You're going, you're going to go see the Cubs tomorrow? No, you can see the Cubs. You don't get to see the Cubs in Camden that much. Only if Grayson's pitching. Nah, it ain't happening. Not unless we sign some new guy named Grayson that I haven't heard of yet. Hey, what do you think about Buster's? Buster was. Uh, did, did you listen to his comments about the Orioles? And Buster? I did. Okay, I did. His, his because... whole thing was two points. He thought that Grayson Rodriguez should have already been up with the majors. That's yes, one could argue. The reason Grayson wasn't was 
what had more to do with pitch count. And you could argue, you know, you can right. put up your pitch count in the majors, but this is how Michael Elias is but doing his, it. He's right. The, the second but, but, point. Oh, go ahead to that. But Buster, Buster goes, Buster's one of those local media guys that moved out of Baltimore and still holds grudges against the Angelos family. Yeah. And, and it was clear in his comments, we're not comments about Michael Elias and his technique, but saying that the Angelos family doesn't want to pay. And once that extended is doing the contract manipulation. So they were holding him back because of that, even though there's been lots of conversations about why they were holding him back. Yeah. Though he did have some, an interesting idea that actually appeals to me a little bit where he says, and if it's true, we don't know this for a fact. I assume it's true that Grayson was going to make his next start w- with the major league team. The, Buster suggested do right by the player, put him on the 40, um, the 40 man roster. Then you can put him on the, on, you right. know, the 60 IL. So he's not taking up a roster spot, but then he gets both, you know, more money, but also gets more importantly, gets to start his service time since you're going to do it anyway. Josh, do you think there's argument to be made? Like do right by the player, start his service time anyway. I mean, I don't, I'm, I get, okay. Yeah. Do right by the player, but how often does do right for the player work out for ownership? When you have guys that you do right for the player and then they get to the point where they want that, they don't, they're not doing right for your city at, at five years in, they're not giving you a hometown discount. Right. They're going to go to San Diego and make the most money. doesn't matter how much you do right for them. doesn't matter how much many surgeries you pay, pay for their knees or whatever. When they can get the money, they're going to leave you. You're not getting a hometown discount. So why as a, as a business owner, would I do right to the employee when the employee doesn't, that doesn't go the other way around when the whole mindset of the player is more money more money more money how does this help me to do right by the player yeah i i mean if it's just a bottom kind of dollars and cents thing you might be right i mean you saw what the orioles did to jemai jones jemai jones had to have surgery and i don't know something about that they couldn't have him taking up a roster spot even on the il so they cut jemai jones after he needs tommy john surgery um, sucks to be uh, Jemai Jones right now, but I think there is right. something about I don't know, Josh. Just and you're right. It it doesn't mean that when Grayson Rodriguez becomes a free agent, he will sign with the Orioles because they were nice no. to him when he was 21. But I I think it sets up a culture where you treat your players as humans and not as little commodities. And I think something something that people criticize and kind of the the, the but, analytics and stuff is that they don't treat the players always like humans. They treat them more like little robots. And so here's an example to do something kind of really human and kind to somebody. And I'm not saying I would do it either because there's a whole complication with the roster to, to, and, to get into and doing it. But but it's an interesting idea. And, it, and people don't like to think of baseball as a business. And you got to think of it as a business. Like if I have a employee who gets hurt and can't perform his job, like – I'll want to help him out and give him seek leave. But there's a point where why am I giving you more money? So and why would I give you a raise if you can't do the job I'm paying you to do? Right. And it's like, that's why, like, I get that's why the, the players union has a lot of protections. And I know the minor league players aren't in that union. So maybe there's something going on with there where they need to do, get the minor league players into the union more for, for healthcare and stuff aspects. Yeah. All right, well, and let's... disability money and stuff, but there's something to be said for ownership as we have a contract, and just like 
years from now, we're going to go to arbitration and you're going to tell me why, because you played this well, you deserve more money. Right now, you can't do anything to help me. So why do you deserve more money? Yeah. First of all, it's Josh. I'm, I'm glad to hear your pro-union pro now. That's good to hear. But no, I'm not pro-union. Buster Olney's point was, like, if Grayson should have been up here a month ago, let's say, because he was the best pitcher on our team. Sure. If he should have been up here a month ago and he got hurt in the minors when he should but have been who in the declares, Who yeah. declares he should have been up here a month ago? Mike Elias will tell you he should not have been up here a month yeah. ago because he wasn't getting 90s pitches. Before the last outing, he got 86. The outing before that, he was in the 60s. Yeah. So he hasn't gotten close to that 100 mark. Yeah. So who says he should have been up here a month ago? Buster? The fans? The fact that he's the best player in the organization, the best pitcher in the organization? Sh shouldn't that okay. be it? Like right but now, what happened he's when the you best come pitcher. To Adley, was, Adley was supposed to be the best hitter in the organization. We brought him up. He's struggling. Just because... Just because you're ranked someplace doesn't mean I now I, I haven't lost any confidence in Adley. I have a lot of trust in Adley. I really yeah. like his plate discipline. I really like what I'm seeing from Adley. But you don't it's think Grayson's negative. good enough to pitch in the majors? No, I do. I believe he is. <laughs> but he's got to prove it. Right. Prove it. It's like Lamar Jackson wanting money. It's or go back, forget Lamar Jackson, because everyone's arguing about Lamar Jackson's contract, and that's a whole different issue. What are your thoughts on his think, not going think to the Joe Flacco? Yeah. Joe Flacco got paid way more than he deserves, yeah. but he got it because he proved that he earned that money. He earned every penny of that money by winning the Super Bowl. Right after that, he himself. This, yeah, he bet on himself. So, no matter what you say about, it's easy to say he was overpaid. Technically, he wasn't overpaid because you paid him for that Super Bowl, right? Not for the years after. Then Grayson is a great prospect. There's lots of excitement about Grayson. Grayson looks great in the minors, but to get that money, you have to earn your promotion to the major leagues. He didn't get up to 100 pitches. He got to 86. One more out and probably would have done it. But that doesn't mean, again, you got to look at it on the business side. It doesn't make sense. If I'm trying to think of it outside of baseball, if you're, if you're working really hard, if your boss says, hey, if you get a, 10 sales this month, we're going to promote you up to sales manager and you get nine sales. Does that mean you get promoted up to sales manager? No, you didn't make it. Yeah. But I would argue like, it's like in the teaching profession, I'll use my example where a first year teacher goes out right out there and is killing it is the best teacher in the school engaging. The kids are all doing well. Test scores are going up yet. Just because the teacher has been there for 20 years, they're making twice, maybe three times as much as this new, new teachers making just because they've been around longer. And schools yeah. love to, you know, be cheap. And that's why I'm anti-union. Yeah. But Josh, the sometimes though, do you agree with this? That like this week, just thinking about the Grace Rodriguez, it just made me so angry. And I was thinking about just props to Michael Elias for being patient. But like, I'm just like, screw this. Like, why am I not watching the best players play for the Orioles? Why do I have to go to Bowie yes. to watch Tim Henderson play? I'm done with this. No, that's that's the thought. That's exactly my thought is is screw this, bring up Gunnar Henderson now. And bring up D.L. Hall. I don't bring care if they D. struggle. Hall. Bring yeah. him up. And I think of guys like Ben McDonald and Dylan Bundy that we brought up way early. We yeah. brought them up at 19. Yeah. 20, Manny Machado. Bring these guys up. I don't want to see these randos. I A lot of players guys who are supposed to be the best. Make young appearances at young Bob, Bob Wood Jr. is playing re really, really well right now. He came up, I think, and at 20 or 21. Like a lot of players make appearances, mainly right. when they're 19, 20, 21. 
and they turn out to be really good players. You're not going to ruin Gunnar Henderson by bringing him the majors now. You're not going to ruin DL Hall, even if he's still figuring things out. Like you have coaches in the majors, That's... they'll continue to progress and get better even in the majors. And I'm just tired of waiting now. I'm sick of. And this is where I think the union is a little stuck. You're doing a lot of union talk here. Well, because when we're talking about bringing players up and contracts and money, the union gets that becomes a union. Because I think the Major League Players Association union does not want players to come up early. They want players to get paid early. They do not want them to get come up early because they don't because want to push out every the, the DL hall players, you pull yeah. up. Yeah, means one of the veteran guys that's getting cut. Yeah, but Josh, you think why is Gunnar Henderson not he? And by the way, we should mention Gunnar Henderson was just promoted today from Bowie to Norfolk. Gunnar Henderson, Jordan Westbrook. Yeah. So that's good news. That's great. Is Gunnar Henderson not in the majors right now because of service time, because of they don't want to pay him, because they don't want to start, no. or is it because he's still developing as a player? If you I, gave Michael Elias truth serum, why would he say that Gunnar Henderson, even though he's a better player right now, I think, than um, uh, Chris Owens or even a Roman Urias, yeah. I think even Jorge yeah. Mateo, why is Gunnarsson not here? What would Michael Elias say if he gave us some truth serum? Because he is better than those guys right now, but our goal is for him to be even better. The goal is he to can't get, get him better with the to, majors and the majors to get him used to this point of building up, so that when he hits the majors, he's better, three times better instead of just a little better. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I I was definitely when they started constraining minor league teams and getting down to less minor league teams my hope was that it would mean that we would see players sooner unfortunately it doesn't mean that it means we have more players who are not even who are getting cut out of the minors and and not able to play pro ball and having to go to independent leagues and stuff yeah it didn't push people into the majors it just saved teams money it just lost a bunch of minor league jobs yeah yeah exactly it did the opposite yeah um I, I mean, and and Michael Elias is not like me, where he's not going to change his mind from day to day, like I kind of do with these prospects. Um, though it was again good news that we see Gunnar Henderson and Jordan Westbrook come one step closer to the majors. Um, Gunnar Henderson's twenty, uh, and it's pretty cool that he could. Uh, he's on track to make, if not make the appearance in September to next year. I think all these guys, right? Gunnar, Jordan, Grayson, are all competing, you know, for opening day jobs. Yeah, and that's and that was one of my uh, predictions at the beginning of the season was that Gunnar Henderson would see in the majors this year. Yeah, I really think we'll see him up here in September because, like you were saying, he's the best that he's better than the guys we currently have. Yeah, I guess my concern too is I was hoping this year to have kind of Grace in there, Dia Hall there, and like us play really well and make an argument for Mike Elias that hey, we're just two pieces away, we're just a Carlos Correa and a third string starter you know, a third man starter away from being like a playoff contention team. Yet if we don't see Grayson, if they're slow with DL Hall promotion, you know, if we don't see Gunner, then all of a sudden we're losing and we lose, you know, a hundred more games or 90 some games. Is Michael right. going to say, no, we're still two years away. I don't, I don't know because I also feel like these are big prospects. We're talking about Gunnar Henderson, Jordan Westbrook, Dia Hall, all top one hundred. Yeah, we're not Jordan Westbrook. But the other guys, all top one hundred prospects. But I'm, yeah. I'm. It makes me wonder also why, like, forget bringing Gunnar Henderson up. Why is Richie Martin not up? Richie I, Martin's playing great in Norfolk. I've been saying that why for is, weeks. Why is I, have he no not idea. Up? I know he's almost in three hundred now. I, I have why no idea. is Cal Stowers not up? Wow, he's, 
got like 12 home runs. He's playing really well. Yeah, I'm, I mean, Kyle Stowers is still a prospect. Richie Martin's beyond prospect. He should yeah, be but there. you could bring Kyle Stowers up, move but where's he Austin play? Hayes to center, be, and and give Cedric Mullins a couple days off. Yeah. Or a day off. He's Cedric Mullins is struggling. Don't you kind of like McKenna, though? I kind of like McKenna. I do like McKenna. I do like McKenna. Yes. I've always been a fan of McKenna. Yeah, me me too. But I'm saying you find ways to get these guys in the ball games. And Richie Martin should definitely be up here right now. Yeah, there's no excuse for Richie Martin not being here. Dude's 27. There's, you know, our middle infield is not playing great. Um, he should be here. And I'm curious to see, because when you promote Westberg and um, uh, Henderson, that's yeah, a you third base and shortstop. Yeah, like something's got to give here. But you so, do we think that means Richie's coming up tomorrow? I think so. I do. I think so. But we'll see. Hope so. Yeah, me too. Um, speaking of that kind of rough series, just a couple notes on which one? Well, both series. Like it re- it's a reminder weekend. that baseball is a game of inches because we lost. We split the first two with both teams, the Mariners and the Guardians, and we lost yep. the rubber match of both games in what were two very winnable games. If you remember the Mariners game. You know, we were down six to three, I think it was. And then we came back, had a great comeback, and we lost in extra innings. Um, on, I mean, the final out was an Adley Rutschman line out, which somehow it was hit right to the guy in the shift. Yeah, and he yeah, caught right it in the shift. And then yeah. it went online, and it said it had a a ninety six percent chance of being a hit, which right. I don't really understand. Okay. If it hit right out of guy, Why? how does it have a ninety six? How is the book already written on Adley Rutschman that they're shifting on him? Yeah. I don't know, but I think it has ninety 96% chance if you're not playing the shift. And then if you're playing the shift, right. it's 100% chance it's an out. Um, but yeah, ban the shift big time. Um, it feels a little bit like you're hearing some of the Trey Mancini stuff where Adley Rushman keeps on hitting hard, but has right. bad luck. But I also want to point out, just one other quick note on Adley Rutschman. Um, this past week, I think it's still continuing. Mike Trout is on like an 0 for 26 hitless streak. So even the greatest player oh, of our send generation him, send him down to the minors. It's over 26. Yeah. So it's just a reminder that baseball is hard, even for really good players. Um, and so no one's freaking out about Mike Trout. And so, but people are freaking out for Adley Rutschman because he doesn't have the track record that Mike Trout has. But I would argue college minors, like Adley Rutschman has a pretty good track record. I think yeah. he'd be fine. Um, but the other game we lost was to the Guardians. And we had a, a spot there. We lost three to two in the rubber match. And we had a spot there, I think, in the fifth inning, where I forget who had the first hit in the McCann. And we had runners on second and third. And the top of our lineup up, you know, our Hayes, I think Mullins pinched hit maybe at the bottom of that lineup from Teo, maybe. And then we had yeah. Hayes up. And, you know, and maybe Mountcastle came up there. Um, so we had like all our best hitters with runners on second and third, no outs, unable to score any runs. So no. both those games, very winnable games. And just For most a reminder of the season, that it's, a game it's been winnable games. Yep. We did have that weird stretch last weekend where we, it was like a 10-run loss and then a 10-run win. Yeah, the 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back to back. And then, Or what was it? A 10-run loss, a 10-run win, a 10-run loss, like back to back to back. Right. Kind of weird, weird weekend. But yeah, and Cubs come to town tonight or tomorrow night. This Monday, Cubs come in on Tuesday, and the Cubs have like the same record as us. Yeah. So again, and that's comes, in the, yeah, someone yeah, but that's minor league. We always say the minor league's easier, so I take that as we're better than the Cubs, and hopefully we can get two wins. Yeah, the goal is to win series. And we, oh, well, isn't it a two game series? It's a two game series. 
Oh yeah, okay. So I was going to say the guy, the guy that pitches tomorrow yeah. has a one nine nine ERA, mm-hmm. and he's six and zero. Oh yeah. And, and, who, and, who, and who do we have on the bump for the Orioles? Uh, the Orioles, Cobb Radish. Okay. Two Face. You don't know which Cobb yeah, Radish. Don't get. know what Cobb Radish we're going to get. Reminds me of some of our uh, some of our older guys. Yeah. When you see guys that you thought could get it back together, maybe a little Brian Mattis. Yeah. Well, you can throw Dean Kramer into that category maybe True. now too. 2020, he was but, great. 2021, he was terrible. And now we're still trying to figure out, is he good or not? Dean yeah. Kramer. But Keegan Thomas, for, Keegan Thomas for the Cubs, 199 ERA, 45 innings, 38 strikeouts. Yeah. And you know the Orioles like to strike out. Yeah. So that's a little concerning. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's I like playing the Cubs. Should be fun to see some different guys. Get to watch, you know, Sammy Sosa, Mark Grace. To see some of those Cub players. Should be fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, can't wait to hear Harry Carey. Absolutely. Um, on the game. Yep. Harry Carey and John Miller, two, two great guys to call in on either side. Right. <laughs> exactly. But, uh, but I guess I say it's rare to see the Cubs in Camden, but next year with the, um, adjusted with the balanced schedule, isn't it that we play like you play every baseball team either there or home, home or away. So you'll play the Cubs every year. Oh, is that how that works? I don't know. I believe that's how it works next year. Yeah. That'd be cool. That, that's how we play the Yankees and Red Sox. Less we get teams like the Cubs, the Marlins, the uh, Braves, Nationals. Get those guys a little more. Yeah, that's a good thing. I look forward to those days because the Yankees are still kicking butt. Yeah, um, Josh, we talked last week. I want to get get into it um, about the. We hinted at the bullpen. How we need to kind of get take a closer look at some of these bullpen arms, right? And kind of what they mean for the future. Yeah, and kind of where did all these guys come from? Yeah, like where did Diplin come from? Yeah, the plan. Yeah, the Diplin. Yeah, I, that's what I, I said. I, I don't know where he came from, but I <laughs> wanted to look at do some research on Diplin. No, no, he didn't make my list. I wanted to look at kind of the core of the bullpen, and the okay. core of the bullpen as I see it. And you maybe you disagree, but I think the core of this bullpen. I know Brian Baker struggled a little bit, but I look at it at Brian Baker, Batista, Perez, Lopez, Tate, and I would actually now even add Vespi to that list. Like to me. I mean, you can talk about, um, um, you know, the plan if you want. You can talk about um, some of these other kind of guys we bring up just for one start or, or one appearance and send back down. Diplin was let go by the Brewers. Okay. Um, we seem to like dealing with some some Brewers a good bit. So um, let's talk about some of these, though, mainstays, the back end, or, end of our rotation. Um, the first, let's start with the veterans. Speaking of Brewers, Corey Lopez, um, our closer, who's been dominant this year, he was drafted by the Brewers in 2011 in the second round, first made his major league debut in 2015, top 100 prospect, was traded to Kansas City in the Mike Moustakis trade, and then the Royals in 2020 DFA'd um, Jorge Lopez, and that's when he's picked up by the Orioles in 2020. You'll notice a theme, Josh, of players getting DFA'd and then picked up by the Orioles. Yeah, that's our bullpen. And what does that? But does that mean that means short leashes for all these guys, though, right? Well, I don't know. Like Jorge Lopez now, I think has is a little bit more established. He showed glimpses last year of kind of pretty good in the bullpen role. So, so I, I don't know. But it does. I mean, Jorge Lopez twenty nine. He's been around the block a little bit. Um, the other guy that back in the bullpen, who's I think the veteran of the group, has in, been in the majors for a while. 
is Dylan Tate, another drafted fourth overall. He was a first-round pick, fourth overall by the Rangers 2015, was traded to the Yankees for Beltron. And then, of course, kind of infamously, he's part of that Zach Britton deal that brought Cody Carroll, Dylan Tate, Josh yeah. Rogers. And, of course, he's the last man standing with the Orioles. And that's good. It's when you trade someone like Zach Britton, you want to have someone on your team that that's holding over, that you got something for it. Yep. And so right now, Dylan Tate is that guy. Um, the, the other, the other guys that are kind of newer to the majors, um, Sinel Perez, um, Sinel Perez is an interesting guy. He's of course our lefty specialist who's been really good. Um, he, he is 26 years old. He actually worked with pitching coach Chris Holt in the minors with the Astros. He was signed by the Astros out of Cuba, you know, for $3.15 million. He was traded to Cincinnati. Um, and then Cincinnati DFA'd him a year later. So in this offseason, we got CNL Perez, um, who was DFA'd by the Reds, which is crazy because the Reds have the worst team in baseball, or the worst team in baseball. It seems like they could use a CNL Perez. Right. Um, but I don't think they planned on being the worst team in baseball this year. Well, they did cut a lot of kind of did, did. But I mean, it's yeah. crazy, right? They're the worst team in baseball, DFA is a bullpen arm. The Orioles pick him up, and now he's one of your best bullpen arms, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, Josh, the other guy, before we get to your favorite pitcher, uh, Brian Baker, 27 years old. This is still considered kind of his rookie year. Um, drafted in, in 2016 by the Rockies. He was recently, um, again, this offseason, right around the time that we s- uh, picked up Sino Perez, we picked up um, Brian Baker off waivers from Toronto. Um, he had like, I don't know why Toronto DFA'd him. I don't know their whole pitch and crunch thing. Um, but last year, 2021, he was named the Warren Span Most Valuable Pitcher Award for the AAA team there. He was 6-1 and one last year with an area of 1.31. Ob- opponents batted 125 off him last year at AAA. So Brian Baker's coming off kind of a great AAA year. I guess it was just a roster crunch for the Blue Jays. Um, but I always like it when you can pick up a division rival guy, like a guy from the Yankees or or um, Blue Jays, and have him pitch really well. So good track record in the minors for Brian Baker. And then your favorite yeah. guy, Felix Batista. Uh, yeah, uh, I do love Felix Batista. Yeah, he's kind of crazy. He's 26, right? This is his first year. Um, he was signed by the Marlins in 2012 out of the Dominican Republic. He was released by the Marlins in 2015, and the Orioles signed him in 2016. That's under uh, the Dan Duquette regime. So thank you, Dan Duquette, for signing Felix Batista. Um, and his 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 uh, I was looking at his baseball reference page. It's kind of wild. Um, his he's one of those guys who seemed to work really hard <laughs> during the um, 2020 COVID year um, because he came back in 2021 just kind of balling. In 2021, talk about, you know, Elias promoting. He started off in single A, pitched there for a while, then went to double A, pitched there for a while, then ended the season in triple A. So he he, he advanced um, last year three levels, right? In May, he was in, in single A. By June, by the end of June, he was double A. And by August, he was triple A. So went up three levels. And then of course, this year, um, he's been with the Orioles pretty much the entire year. And so 
Yeah, props to Felix Batista for being a fast mover. And his stats in the minors, like Felix Batista, you may have not heard of him before this year, but his stats in the minors are kind of silly. Last year, pitching between all those different levels, he threw 46 innings um, and had 77 strikeouts. 46 innings, 77 strikeouts. That's averaging about 15 strikeouts per nine innings last year. So I don't think this Felix Bautista thing is a is a fluke. And I think that's what you're seeing with a lot of these guys like Baker and Bautista and our newest guy to the back end of our bullpen, Nick Vespi. Um, right. Strong track records um, with Doros. And Nick Vespi is unique because he's the only guy um, drafted by Dan Duquette. He's the only kind of Oriole drafted guy. Um, he was drafted in 2015. And if you look at Nick Vespi, I mean, he's been in the minors since 2015, but he has a, he's pitched, uh, uh, what, 153 innings, has an ERA of 2.87 in the minors, has a bat and average against at two, a 0.213. So just his whole entire minor career, Nick Vespi has been getting guys out. So even though, kind of it's surprising that our bullpen's pitching so well with kind of these guys you never heard of. All of them come from, in the case of Vespi and Batista and Baker, really good track records in the minors. And in the case of Lopez and Tate, like former top picks, starters who went and then converted to to relievers who have really good stuff. So I think it's a com- combination right. of of that that's that's turned this kind of group of no-name guys into, yeah. into a good bullpen. And you left out a you left out another no name guy. He's not as up there as much, but he's got good numbers. Logan Gillespie. Yeah. And because and I like Logan because his again, it's 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 his history. He didn't get drafted. He played rookie ball. The Brewers ended up signing him to a minor league contract. And um and then they cut him at the end of the season. He took twenty in twenty nineteen they cut him. Then he didn't play in 2020, and then the Orioles signed him in 2021. He goes Ironbirds, Bowie in 2021. This year he started in Bowie, went to Norfolk, and he's in the majors. Yeah. Real fast track for a guy who, again, is young. Was he 97? So what's that make him? 25? I'm doing my math right? 24, 25? Um, 97. Let's see. Yeah, April yeah. 17th, 1997, 25 years old. Yeah, he's 25, yeah. So yeah. he's still a young guy who the Orioles brought up fast. And he pitched really, he's been pitching really well. He pitched great this weekend against Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess I was doing kind of back-end rotation guys, and he's kind of that right. middle innings guy. This is a this is a middle inning guy, but he's yeah. still a small we're not putting he's not a long relief guy. He's going in there for one inning, he's going in there in key moments. Yeah. And he's getting guys out. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I got you. So yeah, but Good again, no track record, yeah. not real proven. Worked his way up here. Yeah, and that's again, that's true. With I mean, just listen to the guys that we talked about that have no track record really in the majors. Brian Baker, this is rookie year. Batista's rookie year. Um, Perez, same deal. Vespi, obviously. So yeah, it's a whole bunch of guys who are unproven at the major level. And but you know a lot of them have like Batista have nasty stuff and pretty good track records in the minors. So yeah, um, I think they're the real deal. No, not every you know pitcher will work out, but it seems like when you don't have to spend money in your bullpen because you can kind of grow your own arms or develop your own arms, which just seems to be guys. a lot of development here. It's yeah. yeah, and find guys on the waiver wire. Like and these aren't guys you found the waiver wire 
like just this past off season, and now they're contributing to to our team, um, which you, is, which is pretty cool. Do you think it's easier to develop? Um, I guess it's got to be easier to develop bullpen arms because they don't need as many pitches because you're not asking them to go through the lineup a couple times. You're asking them to face half a lineup. Oh yeah, I mean, just look at the worst case. You face the whole lineup. You go three innings. The yeah. goal is come in, throw your two pitches, and confuse the guys. Yeah, and throw as hard as you possibly can. I mean, <laughs> exactly. We, I mean, we've seen a bunch of guys. Like Jorge Lopez is a great example. Um, I remember when Tommy Hunter did this too. Like when he was moved to, to the bullpen, their stuff just got a lot better. And I think if you're a pitcher, you're told just go out there and throw as hard as you can to three batters. It's a lot easier to have good stuff and be successful than being asked to throw six innings, right? Obviously. And so totally. um, I think the challenge is for this team going forward, and this is why D.L. Hall, I think, is the most important player in the organization. We got to find five starters. And right now, I mean, I thought Grace Marika's been the answer. And that's another thing, Josh, too. We talked about this with the, when we got swept by Detroit. What yeah. this team does not have is depth. We have no depth right now, especially at the pitching and infield spots. Starting pitching, well, no we depth have no depth. That we want to use, yes. Right. I mean, Spencer infield Watkins. Spots, we got lots of stuff we don't want to bring up. Yeah. I mean, Spencer Watkins got hurt, and all of a sudden, Brian Baker is starting a game. And, you know, who knows? Uh, I mean, we had to bring Dean Kramer. I don't think we wanted to bring Dean Kramer back yet. I think we wanted him to yeah. get a couple more rehab starts. But right. we but have no option. It's we have no depth to say pitching. you have no depth when you've got guys like D.L. Hall, when you had Grayson Rodriguez there, when you've got Richie Martin and um, Westbrook and uh, Connor all yeah, there. Towers and, yeah, it's true. You got these guys. You got depth, but you're almost like they're in the minors, but they're untouchable. Yeah. We're not bringing them up. So it's kind of not fair when, like, in the past, your depth was your depth. For the Orioles, there's a, about half the minor leagues that are not touchable, where right. it's purely development, and it's there's no chance you're ever pulling those guys up, injury or whatever. Right, because when Watkins got hurt, your best option was Grayson Rodriguez was your first best option. Yeah, and then D.L. Hall, your second. Second best time was D.L. Hall, but you didn't want to yeah. see those guys. And then your other options are Zach Lothar, Cody Sedlock, guys who just mm-hmm. can't get anyone out in the AAA level, let, let, let alone the major level. So now you're kind of right. stuck where you have yet yeah, no one you want to bring up. So then Brian, Brian because, Baker starts a game with Zach Lothar backing him up. Yeah, which is right, not which ideal. Which comes back to this year doesn't matter. Michael Ice doesn't care. This year does not matter. Right. But it could have mattered. I would argue it could have mattered maybe a little bit. But now with, you know, Grayson Rodriguez being out, it, it doesn't look like it's going to matter. But I thought maybe it had the potential of mattering. I thought this was a maybe mattering season. And it just feels like with Grayson Rodriguez going out, that's a big blow to this may- maybe thing happening because we're already, like our starting pitching is already wearing thin. Does um, any of this take away your confidence for next year? Again, it, it does in the sense that does Mike Elias not care about winning next year too now? If Mike Elias cares about winning, because what we need to yeah. do is clear. We need to sign another starting pitcher. At least yes. one, and not Jordan Lyles. We need to sign one good starting pitcher, and we need to sign a really good uh, batting defensively, just all Carlos around. Carlos Correa, you mean? I mean Carlos Correa. We need to sign Carlos Correa, <laughs> yeah. and we need to sign a middle of the rotation arm. And if we do those yes. two things, I'm, I feel good about next year. If we don't do those yeah. things, if we try to Jordan Lyles our way, you know, and Miguel Franco, uh, 
Michael Franco our, our way there, it's not it's gonna be another losing season next year. Cause we're not gonna win, Josh. We're not gonna make the playoffs with Henderson here and Rodriguez here and Hall here. Just that. That's not gonna be enough. I don't think it's gonna be enough. We also need even to bring outside ex- pieces in. Even with expanded playoffs. Even with expanded playoffs. I, I just I don't see it happening. I think we need more than that. So So how does now without Christian Rodriguez coming up, do the Orioles pull back on everything? Or how do we still make New Guy Friday happen? How do we still get some excitement in Birdland through the summer? Yeah, so who's the next guy up? I mean, it's D.L. Hall. Yes, who had finally had a good but, start, his last start. Right, so do they push D.L. Hall? They're not going to change. Like, Michael Elias isn't going to change his strategy based on Grayson Rodriguez having a fluke injury, is he? No, but I wonder how close is D.L. Hall. And I think right, he's another guy that we could – but again – He's a little bit up and down the minors, but if he starts getting on a streak, because that would happen with Grayson. Like Grayson won on the streak yes. right before the injury, where for like five starts, he was freaking dominant. And if DL Hall gets on a streak, he had one start last time where he struck out, I think, nine guys. If he gets on a on, on, on a streak of like three or four hot games where he pitches really well, it's gonna be, I think it's gonna be similar to the Grace Mariga stuff with DL Hall and kind of adding some excitement, maybe by the end of June early July, assuming he, like his deal is, just here's what you need to do with D.L. Hall. Go to the MIB app, app and watch the box score with D.L. Hall. Look at pitches thrown and strikes thrown. <laughs> if it's sometimes right. you have games where it's literally 50-50, it's I threw 60 pitches, 30 strikes, 30 balls. Like that's D.L. Hall. But if he's throwing a lot more strikes and balls, because uh, his stuff, if he throws strikes, he's going to get everybody out because his stuff is that good. But sometimes his stuff is too good to locate. And so, but I think that's for me, the next guy, I mean, you can talk about Stowers. Eh, yeah, Stowers well, doesn't do anything for me, but you know, you can get excited about Stowers if you want. Uh, DL Hall well, is the guy going to get me excited. Yesterday, DL Hall got eight strikeouts in four innings. Yes, yes. That's what's is that enough to bring him up? Yeah. Like if he has three starts like that in a row, if he has two more like that in a row. So you're saying they don't bring him up this week, but you're saying keep an eye. Yes, I'm saying keep an eye out. He needs to put, because his problem is he's been a little inconsistent. If uh, three of those starts together, I'll start to beat the deal. Hall if drum. he gets hurt two starts from now, are you going to be coming on here saying, Hey, the Orioles should have put him on the roster? I might not come on this podcast at all if he gets hurt, too. Like, forget about it. But, Josh, we've seen this happen. I mean, we, we've yeah, seen Hunter no, Harvey all the time. We've seen Hunter Harvey be great. We've seen um, Dylan Bundy How- make his major, ma- major league debut at 19. And then not see him again for like four four years or something just, crazy. Just look at look at Manny Machado, who's playing the best base of his career now. How many knee surgeries in are we? Yeah, yeah. So I wish he was on our team. Yeah, our rebuild would uh you know would be in a lot better place if we had Manny. <laughs> it would. I don't know. I don't know if the rebuild would be better, but it would still be fun to watch Manny. Yeah. Hey, a couple other notes right. I want to get to. Yeah. Um, I went to the game on Thursday. Okay. Because I was debating, do I change my tickets for Friday uh, and get the t- Adley t-shirt? But I didn't really like the Adley t-shirt all that much anyway. No, I didn't either. But I was glad to see the Orioles. You know, you always Celebrate want my on promotions. Yeah. I was glad to see the Orioles do something for Adley. I think it would have been way cooler. If they had that T-shirt night, red that t- those T-shirts ready for Adley's game, yeah, like 
had it just sitting in the warehouse because we all knew Adley was coming. So they could have had those welcome to the show shirts in the warehouse. And just when they announced Adley's coming, said, come get your shirt too. But I'm glad it's much better than the, what would you rather have an Adley t-shirt or Chick-fil-A t-shirt? Yeah, 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 exactly that. But, um, but yeah, glad to see that very low attendance though on tv for that adley t-shirt night well for on friday thursday, night t-shirt giveaway yeah it looked small yeah on thursday it was insane and that was also the day that there was a b- bunch of bad storms and so right. i think people stayed away from the stadium also school night and the city and all that stuff but but yeah, we went on Brian. thursday night and it was like empty but we got the chance to like i wanted to catch a foul ball and so i we you know we moved down to that side section to um the third base side Okay. Um, and Silas sat there and he just immediately started complaining because you have to like, I forgot about, I've spent forever since I've sat anywhere else, but sitting there, you got to turn your head to watch the game. Josh, it was yeah. like, hurting my neck as yeah. you had to, the seats are facing the left fielder. Mm-hmm. You have to turn your entire head the whole time just right. to see the, the pitch. Yeah, the they should, right. They should get rid of about three seats per row and just tilt the tilt the chairs a little bit yeah it was it was weird and I, I, I never really sat there for a whole game but it made me appreciate 336 and we did like as a fun we had a chance to sit in like four different spots in the stadium just as so, society so could see it from kind of different angles um including like the bleachers That's and cool. stuff so it was it was it was pretty fun um but also made me appreciate why we call the podcast 336 what's the best seats in the stadium? best seats in the house no it's hands ass yeah agreed um so. Other thing I want to get to, I got Josh. I purchased MLB the show. I got uh, I was bored I, on a Saturday night or whatever. I've got the show. I've been playing. I haven't played in a couple of weeks. I've been busy, but I've been really been enjoying the show. Why? Year. Why are all the bullpen? We talked about the bullpen, Josh. Why are they all rated so badly in the show? They're I all terrible. Know. They're all like D's and S's. Yeah. Because, like we were saying about the bullpen, none of these guys have ever proven themselves. I know, so we know nothing. Don't haven't they done updates though? Like, shouldn't Batista be a B at this point? Have they done updates? Yeah, there there have been updates. Is I don't Buster Oni in charge um, of these ratings? Probably, but uh, I don't know. Did you start a franchise? You know it. I immediately started a franchise. I brought Adley up for opening day, and right now I have Grayson and DL Hall on my team as well. Nice. That's the way to so, do it. I brought my guys up early yes, because do I don't follow the Michael Elias plan. I follow the Buster only plan. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree with that. I saw that there was an update for the show this week. Oh, and I haven't there? played, but I saw there was an update this week that fixed the left field wall in Camden Yards. Oh, yeah. The left field wall was 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 fine when it, I played. It was the normal. Oh, it's, it's the new way? It's the new left field wall. Was okay, it not originally? Last time I played, it was still the old wall. Oh no! And I saw I saw one guy complaining on Twitter that they fixed Camden Yards, and now I keep losing my games. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool to see Trey Mancini that one game last this past week hit the ball on the top of the wall, yeah. and the next step bat hit a home run to make up for it. Right, right. And cool. also to see two guys clear the wall yeah. between there, so Trey had to calm down a little bit because it is possible. Yeah. Um, I'm also excited for the show when the Orioles add Andrew Jones to their roster. So t- wake me up when Orioles get the number one over pick, draft Andrew Jones, and he becomes. And, and, and the show, um, they add him immediately. Yeah, and they add him. Um, so that, that'd be fun, too. Um, 
and that's also the only time I've ever seen Heston Kerstat play baseball is on the show. So that's another reason I like to play the show, right. promote Heston Kerstat so I can pretend like he's he a real person. He didn't get hurt as soon as you promoted him? No. And rumor is this week, Josh, he's going to start playing at Delmarva. So we'll That'd see if great. that happens. I'd love to see that happen. Um, the dra- You mentioned the draft and uh, Andrew Jones. The draft is uh, All-Star Weekend this year, week this year, right? Right. That's true. Yes. They moved it all to whatever that weekend, mid-July. Yeah. We got it all then, right? Yeah. Great. Yeah. And if you look at, and I've been starting to get into it, looking at some of the projections and depending on where you read, you'll have the Orioles linked to someone else every single draft. So it's not, like I think Adley Rutschman, it was pretty clear. It, it started off as about Bobby Witt Jr. Then clearly went to Adley Rutschman. So there was no surprise when we took Adley Rutschman. I think given the Orioles history to go under slot with the, with the top picks, plus the fact that almost all the top picks, the top three that most people think are the top three, maybe top four, are all high school guys. It's going to kind of be, and Michael Ice has gone mostly college with the first pick. It's going to be interesting. I mean, we do yeah. know it's not going to be a pitcher. It's going to be a hitter. Um, but it's going to be, you know, one of five guys. Um, and I, I mean, personally, I have no idea because I've seen not, none of these guys play, but it seems like, you know, Drew Jones has the most, um, most people agree that Drew Jones is, is the best player available. So I hope they go with Drew Jones, but, you know, I don't know anything about these guys. Well, let's do a little live coverage that night. All right. All right. I believe we'll be together. It's it's the same week as our vacation time. All right. So I think we'll all be together and we can do a little live coverage. Maybe the Zany one will even be with us. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Uh, Josh, on a scale of 1 to 10, how concerned are you about Bruce Zimmerman's struggles? Um, he's looked like a different pitcher, kind of the second. Yeah. Half of starts compared to his first half of starts. Um, giving up a lot of home runs. Seems like a lot of home runs. Yeah, I don't think I ever really believed in Bruce Zimmerman. I always felt oh. like he was a fifth starter. Yeah. And I, so I'm not too concerned, but only because I never expected anything out of him. I mean, it sucks because we need him this year. But I'm not concerned. That'd be like, are you concerned that, I don't know, are you concerned that, I don't know who's one of our guys that's not supposed to perform well. Who's not performing well, you know, it's like, yeah, Chris Owens is struggling. Right. Am I, am I concerned that Chris Owens isn't putting up big numbers? No, I don't care. Yeah. It's it's what's to be expected. Are you concerned about Zimmerman? You're a Zimmerman boy. Yeah. I mean, if you look at Zimmerman, man. Yeah. I mean, he has an interest. I mean, if you look at the beginning of the season, he started off his first two starts, gave up no runs. Then gave right. up two runs and three runs. So he had one, two, three, four starts in April. Gave up five earned runs in four starts, which is pretty incredible. At the incredible. same time that baseball was taught, home runs were down across the league. And all pitching definitely came out of spring training ahead of offense. Yeah. And then in May, his first three starts in May, gave up two runs in each of those starts. Went five innings, six innings, six innings. So pretty consistently gave up two runs in each start. And you take six innings, two runs. You take that all day, every day. And sure. in the past three starts, the Yankees gave up five runs. The Yankees again gave up four runs. The the Red Sox gave up six runs. And then recently the Guardians gave up five runs. And so, you know, you gave up five runs in all of April. And since May 19th, you've given up five runs every game except for one where you gave up four runs. 
the thing I would say in his defense, Yankees, Yankees, Boston. I mean, we're talking about some of the best offenses in, in all of baseball. When you're talking about the Yankees and and Boston, right? Um, and I mean that Boston game is the one he gave up five home runs. So you gave up six runs, but you gave up five home runs in four innings. And the start before that against the Yankees, you gave up four home runs. So when a, a back-to-back starts there, you gave up nine home runs in two games. That's the thing to me where um, you can't do that. You, you can't give up home runs like that. Um, so Bruce Zimmerman, I think he's a guy that's still kind of to be determined, right? If, if you're talking about a rotation of Rodriguez and Hall and Means and Bradish, like is Zimmerman part of that rotation? Um, I think he's kind of playing for his spot next year, right? And to, to some extent. Um, so I'm curious to see, is Bruce Zimmerman the one we saw in the first half or the one we saw in the second half? Maybe you're right. Like maybe this is who he is. Maybe he's a five ERA kind of guy. I don't know yet. I don't know yet. Um, I think the jury's still out with Bruce Zimmerman for me. But yeah, I'm All concerned. Right. I'm concerned because I thought for a second he could be good. And now he doesn't look good. And now I'm wondering, like you, maybe he was never that good to begin with. Local kid, great story. And so I, I, I hope like I hope he can be even a three or four. I mean, I would take even a four or five start at this point. I hope he can be that guy, a four or five starter on a really good team. And right now, All he's right, not I, that. I like that. Recently. I like this game that you're playing, though. I like how you're pinning it as, is this guy for real? Or did we just get excited for a, a small sample side? Because I want to ask you the same thing about Jorge Mateo. Yeah. Because I really like Mateo when he's doing good things. But he's been struggling. I know he's got a positive war still. But, but he's great at double plays. But so not just not just numbers are there. Yeah, not just double plays, Josh. You watch him. I mean, he had over this past week some amazing defensive plays. I've never seen in all my years. I've never seen someone with such range. He gets the balls no one else gets to. Like he just and sometimes he'll miss an easy one, but he'll get to balls no one else gets to. And that's I love exciting shortstops who gets the balls that no one else can get to. Are you forgetting about a guy named Manny Machado that used to play in Baltimore? He has some pretty good range too. Yeah, but he, I mean, Manny Machado is, I mean, is much better defensively than right. Jorge Mateo. But the range thing, the ability to get the balls that are like three feet up, up, like past the second base and go, going right. up the middle how somehow, he that, gets there. How much can you allow that? How much, how much freedom does that buy you to then be able to bat 200? He also has incredible speed when he gets on on, on the bases, right? The fast, yeah, base but you don't on get on team. base. If you're batting 200, you're not getting on base. Right, And there's no way, like, I like you as a pinch runner, but I can't use you as a pinch runner and as a defense guy. I don't want an infield defensive, repl- late in and defensive replacement. I don't need Andy Chavez at this moment. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the question, right? Like the whole Billy Hamilton thing where the guy could steal a bunch of bases, but can he get on base enough? And that's the question. Like, what's his, what is Mateo's OBP and what does kind of it need to be? Because the other stuff is so good that maybe you can put up with the, with the other. But if I mean, if your OBP is under three hundred, like that's, I don't know if your defense and speed is making up for it. Because who cares how fast you are if you never get on base? And so he seems to be also a guy who's streaky, right? Like I know he's been in a, a rough patch now, but he's also kind of, I feel like the kind of guy that can have a week where you know he has bats you know 
380 and um, boost that average. His up OBP quickly. is 239. Yeah, yeah. You can't win with that. You can't win with 239. Right. You, there's no point. Don't tell me you're good at stealing if you're home base 239. Yeah. Now, I like the idea of keeping a Jorge Mateo on my team for, you know, extra innings, the whole base runner thing and um, what he can add defensively. And, uh, right. But, but you can't be an everyday infielder with a, you know, with an OBP under 300. You can't do no. it. No, uh, last year he had, last year he had a 293. OBP. Yeah, which is still not great, but but better than it is now. But 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 that but that one you can at least accept for the defense outweighs it. Right. Yeah. So so fun player to watch. Glad he's on this team. Exciting to watch. Rather watch him, you know, than a lot of other guys. But there's a lot of a guy. There's a few guys in the minors I'd like to see even more than Mateo. Yeah. Though I would argue. Listen, if we want to talk playoffs. I don't think we're talking about playoffs. Ricky Martin. I don't have my buttons up. What are you doing, playoffs? I don't think I don't think we're talking about Mateo. I don't think we're talking about Richie Martin. No. If we're talking playoffs, um, I mean we're talking about Correa. Maybe we're talking about Gunner, maybe Jordan Westbrook. Um, but we need that's the position infield in general, specifically nice. shortstop, is a position I feel like we need to upgrade. I like that infield that you're recommending though. That infield of Carlos Correa, Gunnar Henderson, Jordan Westbrook. And uh, Mount Castle, yeah, that's like and Adley behind the plate. That's that's my mind. The only person I'm a little bit suspect is Westberg. Um, but yeah, yeah that but that's that's a pretty, pretty, pretty good yeah. infield. And a little Austin Hayes, uh, Cedric Mullins, Stowers in the outfield, yeah, yeah, maybe. I'm, I'm not like I said, I'm not sold on Stowers, you're not sold on Stowers. I know, yeah, I know, but I do like that infield. You're right, yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I mean, I, I think it's it's fun how they've kept Westberg and Henderson together. It seems like in single A, they've kind of I think they were maybe promoted together to double A, but kind of around the same time and now to triple A. I like how they're keeping that yep. kind of crew together. Um, but that's what we wanted to see with Adley. We wanted to see Adley come up with Grayson yeah, with Hall. Yeah. We wanted yeah. to see that combo unit. Yeah, and we talked about before how kind of those minor leaguers are so supportive of one another. Yeah, and clearly totally. they have great relationships. Like Adley doesn't have a great relationship with anyone on the Orioles <laughs> when the major team because he hasn't played with mo- most of them, right? Um, but he has a great relationship yeah. with those guys like Grayson and um, and Dale Hall, who have been. I mean, Dale Hall, Dale Hall and Grayson have been together for a long time too, as well. Um, and we saw that a little bit with kind of the recovery where when Grayson was going through his rehab, Dale Hall was going through the rehab at the same time. So, I mean, I watched Dale Hall pitch to Grayson at Aberdeen this year as they went through their kind of rehab together. Right. which is pretty cool to see. So, yeah. But I don't know, Josh. All in all, a, uh, I'm just kind of down. I'm still down about the Grace Rodriguez news. I was just so excited to watch him pitch. And I, I'm glad it's not Tommy John or anything, you know, so serious with the shoulder arm. But it still no, sucks. June, it still sucks. I'm out, of, I'm out of patience with this stuff. What's that? That June stock went down. Yeah. Yeah. My, my bold prediction about June the best record all of that was assuming, you know, we'd have Grayson and, and Adley here. And we have Adley, which I'm grateful for. And Adley's going to start hitting soon. I'm excited about that. But, yeah, it's disappointing that Grayson's yep. not here. A June, uh, what was last What was last week? A June optimism? confidence. June confidence. June confidence. And what's this? June uh, implodement? Yeah, June pessimism, June, um, June depression, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, We're going to go with the June... 
I don't know. June blues. June sadness. June blue. Yeah, whatever you call it. Um, but all yeah, yeah. And then we'll see. I mean, it's still we're still got a kind of a soft part of our schedule. Like June's just beginning, and so things could. I mean, right. we there's could, plenty of times for it to go up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I this mean, week was rough. Yeah, this week was rough, and it's not just the on-field stuff. I mean, if the on-field stuff happened and Grayson was starting tomorrow, I would still, probably still be pretty optimistic about June. I mean, we got the Cubs, then we got the Royals. These are two winnable series. Um, you hope you can, you know, get greedy and take two from the Cubs, and then yep. get greedy take if we, you know, if we sweep the Cubs, take three out of four from the Royals. Like we're sitting pretty again, and next Monday we're talking about a, a really good June month. But I just, I don't know. I don't know if we have the starting pitching for it, and and we'll see. We'll see. Okay. Well, plenty of time. Still time. Twenty twenty three is still on schedule. 2022 just got a little less fun yeah yeah but it could get fun again just you know sure keep on watching dia hall see what happens with stowers and westberg and these guys um yeah henderson josh your boy henderson one step closer he's now just a phone call I away i can't wait maybe yeah. that's the one i fly home for yeah all right you ready to get out of here yeah no uh no playstation still guys not no, guys no now, wedding gift PlayStation. No, no, he's now angry at me that I'm asking for for where the PlayStation is. Ah, he's flipped the he's, script. He's, yeah, he's now mad at me that I expect a PlayStation. Yeah, I, his, I think his wife found out or something. He got in a fight with his wife on Sunday about it. Uh, so I don't know. He texted me Saturday saying that he'd get me a wedding present, and then I asked him on Sunday, and he got mad that I asked. Mm. So. All right, a little I, um, trouble in PlayStation Paradise there. Yeah. So if anyone knows how to get me a PlayStation, let me know. Can you still not get a PlayStation at a, at a store? You can't. Nope. That blows my mind. Why can't I've they just make more PlayStations? <laughs> I don't know. PlayStations. That blows my no mind. No idea. I don't know if it's the same chip shortage that like the car industry is complaining about and stuff. Yeah. I have no idea. There's one factory that makes all the chips in there. But I'd like a yeah. PlayStation. I do have the show on PS4. I don't know if we can cross-play to play each other. We can try it. But we can try. Silas just still wants to play Rocket League, so we can do that one too. Oh, I owe I do owe Silas some Rocket League time. Yeah, let's make that happen this weekend. All right, sounds good. All right, guys, make sure you uh, register review on iTunes. Give us five stars. Go to section 36com Click Patreon at the top to support the show. Three three six a month to support right. the show. Make make it a wedding gift for me. There support you go. Us. Um, yeah, you can follow us on all your social media sites. You can follow me on Twitter at section three three six. You can follow Josh on Twitter. At Josh Roca. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go host.
At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. Download Upside and start getting cash back wherever you roll. It's like having your own hype man. Get an average of 17% cash back at restaurants. Oh, it's dinner time. Average of 13% on groceries. Get those groceries. 10 cents per gallon average cash back on gas. It's go time. Plus, cash back at participating convenience stores too. Stacks on stacks. Users can earn hundreds of dollars a year, three times more than other apps. Upside, show me that money. All right, we get it. Get it. It's easy. Just sign up for the free Upside app and start getting cash back for doing you. Download the free Upside app and use promo code DOYOU10 for an extra $10 cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's promo code DOYOU10 for an extra $10 on the free Upside app. Get cash back for doing you with the free app from Upside.